a widely known fact that the Stratford sisters aren't allowed to date. For every girl who's ever hoped. Daddy, as you know, it's the prom. Every guy who's ever tried. You never give up, do you? Was that a yes? No! And anyone. You're concentrating awfully hard considering it's gym class. Who's ever been taken completely by surprise? Not as vile as I thought you were. Ten things I hate about you. Which one do you like better? Made PG-13. Starts March 31st. Welcome back to Old Millennials Remember Movies. I'm Angela Yoshiko. I'm Tyler. How's it going, everybody? I hope it's going great. Today we're going to talk about ten things I hate about you. Oh, Something's playing in the background. Oh, what's Is it the happening? trailer for 10 Things I Hate About You? It feels like we haven't podcasted in a while. Nah, we're good. <laughs> so, Tyler, what have you been watching recently? Well, uh, there's one thing we could talk about in a minute that we both saw together, um, but uh, I haven't been to the theater that much. I did see uh, the film Searching, which is uh, John Cho, uh, Harold, for people that don't know John Cho. You should know John Cho. He's much more than... Harold from Harold and Kumar, but um, this is one of those all like screens only movies, so it takes place on John Cho's computer screen, like it's him searching and it's him talking on his iPhone on the FaceTime and doing all of that kind of things, like that movie Unfriended, the horror movie Unfriended, where it was all taking place on a computer screen. This is a mystery thriller. Does uh, John Cho get murdered? No. He's the star of the movie. He's <laughs> he's the one that's on the screen, and he's the one that has to kind of control the movie. And uh, it's about uh, his daughter has gone missing. He's just realized this, and he kind of has to use his daughter's computer, social media, to kind of see where she went, if they can track her down. Deborah Messing's in the movie as, like, a detective who kind of pops in on FaceTime and all this other stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's a gimmick movie, obviously, but it's very good. It does a... Nice job of uh, utilizing the screens and the gimmick, but still generating tension from the characters and the relationship between John Cho and the daughter. And uh, I really like. There's this new thing with John Cho. He made a movie. Um, oh no, I can't think of the name of it now. I can't believe I'm spacing it. Um, he was. They were. It's like a movie where he walks around in a college campus or in a town looking at architecture with a, a girl, and it's just really good. I can't think of the name of the movie. Oh my gosh. Anyway, if only we had something like the internet to be able to check internet. what that movie could be. When That's, did it come out? Oh, it came out like last year, year before that. Anyway, it's like a lead, like a dramatic role for John Cho, just like this one is. Um, I just like how we're giving these meaty roles to him. He's really charismatic and good in these roles, and I just uh, I want to see more of it. I like him as a as a lead, especially in this. He really has to do a lot of the heavy lifting uh, of the movie. And I really liked it. It's it's good. It it has maybe one or two twists too many. Searching, that is. I still can't mm-hmm. think of the name of that movie. It's like the name of a town. Columbus? There it is. It's Columbus. Columbus. I, I was like, it. there's lots of movies in 2017. He was also in Gemini. Yeah. Literally right before Aaron. Don't know what that is. Yeah. He, a yeah. happening of monumental proportions. He's working a lot. Don't know what that is. And he's in guest starring in a bunch of TV series. Sure. And he's, he's in the Star, Star Trek uh, franchise currently, too. But... Uh, yeah, Columbus, he's very good in that movie. It's kind of a smaller, just him, kind of like a Before Sunrise type where it's just him and another person walking around and working out some of their issues and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, this plus searching is just this, uh, we might be in the golden era of John Cho movies and I, I'm excited about that. So searching, it's good. 
Okay. We should watch it. You uh, did watch it. I should watch it. Yeah, that's what I meant. I yeah. mean, you should watch it. Okay. Other people should watch it. Yeah. I'll watch it again. Okay. Why, why, why not? All right. Rent it when it comes out. Um. Okay. So then, you know, we were, we went on a vacation and we were on the coast and we took the or the west coast the west coast we were on the oregon coast and on a whim that with the town we were staying in was playing in an old theater for like two dollars et the extraterrestrial fun fact about et yes our uh one of our kids yeah is named after uh one of the characters gertie little gertie age yep no that's not right nope, uh, we don't elliot Gert- yeah elliot is our our son who is named after elliot from et the boy in the film and um, so this was a movie that, you know, it, it technically doesn't fall in our uh, era. It's like 82, you know, it's right That's before. That's still our era, 80s right. and 90s. Well, I'm just saying Come that on. we probably won't do like a full episode why? for now on E.T. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying. What, what, we I'm, only, we have a list of hundreds. Why would we're you say we're not going to do We're beating the bush that we did take all four of our children to like this 11 a.m. showing of E.T. the Extraterrestrial. And it was on the big screen in an old theater uh, the old theater reminded me, uh, I mean, there's, I mean, everybody's been to these kind of theaters, but it, it especially had the feel of the one that I would go to in Wisconsin, uh, when I visited my grandparents, like just a one screen movie theater is kind of that size old, you know, but it was great. And I have, and it's the ET version, the original version. It doesn't have the, the, it wasn't the remastered one they put out in theaters. And so, yeah, do you remember, you never, we didn't see the theater when it originally came out. True, because we were in the womb still. Correct. So do you <laughs> you probably watched it like the rest of us then, probably first on video. Yeah. Um what was it like kind of revisiting it now and seeing it on a big screen for you? And then we can kind of talk about like our kids' reaction, which is pretty funny. It was really fun seeing it on the big screen. It was different. Mm-hmm. And it was also different seeing it as an adult. I mm-hmm. felt like some of the scenes that I probably didn't like as a kid. I was like, oh, that's like a, actually like these characters are like real adults and they're like real people and they're not like these scary bad guys. This is at least the first time we I don't know if we watched it bef- prior to uh, as adults together, but definitely the first time seeing it as parents. I, I don't think you and I have watched it together since we've had kids. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely that perspective because it's a movie about kids and, yeah, you know, you get that feeling. And then... um yeah, what did you think about uh, our kids' reaction, which was pretty fun, I thought. It was all very different. <laughs> They're All of them arguably younger than the materi- target material. For sure. Seven years old is our oldest. That's pretty much on the cusp of like whether you're going to like E.T., and she probably did enjoy it the most. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also brought our one-year-old, and we have pretty strict rules on not bringing um, babies to the movie theater. Yeah. Um, but we broke that rule. Two dollars. The two dollars. It's a kid. It is. It was advertised as like a kid showing. That's kind of like the wiggle room. I feel like you can kind of bring little kids to movies. We would. T- we would have totally taken him out if he was uh, gonna get noisy. But he actually fell asleep within like what ten minutes. Oh yeah. So <laughs> he had a great reaction to the movie. Yeah. He slept through it. Well, he was like really like he was kind of doing his quiet clapping for a little while, and then I mean that was it. He conked out for the whole movie. So our seven year old. She was really invested in the storyline. She was engaged the whole time. She did not like E.T.'s appearance. She thought that he looked really ugly, and she had a little child hard time getting around that aspect of it. Um, our son, Elliot, uh, he was five, probably too young for the movie, um, and he kind of – he was very – he was invested in the storyline, 
but got very alarmed by the whole, like, E.T. getting sick and the boy getting sick. I think he's more affected by the boy getting sick than he was E.T., because I think that mm-hmm. E.T. was like, eh. Um, so he got kind of scared. He was hiding behind his eyes a lot. Oh, yeah. He was covering his eyes for a lot of the movie. Yeah. and then our, Towards the end, yeah. Our three-year-old, I mean, she just wanted to eat popcorn. Was she the one that, at one point, she was just like, he's dead. Oh, yeah. She was. <laughs> she was just like, there's, you know, this scene where they, spoilers for E.T., but... They both seemingly die because uh, they're connected. They have that c- c- connection going, and yeah, he always like she's just like, oh, he's di-. like she. I think she might have asked, like, oh, he, he's always oh, dying. She's like, and then when he died, he's like, oh, he dead. He said, a, she said it real loud. Oh, real loud. He dead. <laughs> That's probably the loudest outburst of our group for the whole movie. Yeah, he's just like he dead. God, like, ah, jeez, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they had a good time with it. I, I was happy to see our seven year old who has a weird. Her and I, I don't know. We get in, a, we get into some. I try to show her what I feel like is like good films, and I keep forgetting that she's like six, seven years old, and she doesn't care about like the things that I care about or what she should care about as a film uh, fan. So I have to like let that go sometimes a little bit. Like just for example, she thinks like the live action Beauty and the Beast is better than the animated Beauty and the Beast, which is just nonsense and it's a terrible opinion. But. She's seven, but there's people out there that are adults that think that, and that's wrong, wrong-headed <laughs> thinking. But anyway, and what was your point? She liked ET. She enjoyed it. I think she she liked the story. I think if you we showed it to her again in a couple of years, um, she would connect with it. And I'm hoping that Elliot gets to do that too. We kind of like tried to reinforce like we chose your name because Elliot was a very brave boy who was very thoughtful and sweet, and we wanted to care for this being and. So, you know, we we planted those seeds. I felt like we did some appropriate seed planting. There is some swearing in the movie, a little bit of inappropriate things that we discovered yeah. that we, I didn't really remember. But um... Also, I think when I watch it as a kid, there's that scene where E.T. gets drunk. Oh, yeah. And then the kid gets drunk at school. I think when I was a kid, so I funny, didn't though. realize that they had that like connection at that point. It's kind of, they don't really spell it out. I mean, so you have I was to kind of fill it in. I confused. I was like, he's not drunk. I'm like, I just, I think I was really confused as an adult. And I was like, oh, I get this. You probably <laughs> understood that they were, he was reacting the way he was. I just didn't sort really of? know what the drunk aspect was. Yeah, maybe. I don't think I'd seen very many It's like, very funny. People. I, I liked it because, like, I liked it more this time because, um, I just love seeing that little puppet like fall over the oh, ET puppet fantastic. banging and stuff. I, it's really charming that way, especially compared to um, when they put the this. Okay, so ET. I I love this movie. I've loved it for a long time. This obviously we named a child after a character in it, but when they put it out in the theater, it happened like 2002, which was our senior year of high school. This is a little bit of a tangent. I'm sorry, but it's a movie. It's yeah, a he's podcast. all. We're not going to do a podcast on ET, and then 15, 20, 30 minutes later, we'll be done talking <sighs> about ET. Well, we watched our feature movie like a week ago, so it's like <laughs> I'm using the memory I have of. Uh, she's Angel's giving me mean eyes. She's like, "You're breaking the illusion of the podcast world right now." Like, no one gives a shit if we she's, watched the movie a week ago. You don't have to bring me, that up in the podcast. Give me these huge fuck you eyes. It's amazing. You know, it's just that I've listened to podcasts where we're like, "Oh, sorry, we've been off for a week." Listen, by the time I go back and listen, like, I don't know, you've been off a week. Stop talking. But about you were that. the one that was like, "We need to like make sure we provide regular." So what you were saying okay. about ET. So, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they put it out in a re-release. This was after they did the Star Wars special edition where they added special effects that, t- you know, the before the new prequel series had come out. So Steven Spielberg, uh, we would assume under pressure from George Lucas, was like, we need to go in and do some updated special effects for E.T. We're going to reinsert like a scene that we added. 
change some stuff, right? So the big thing that this came out of is that when this came out in the theater again, there's a scene there near the end where the police are pursuing the children because they're trying to get E.T. to the woods so he can fly off in a spaceship. Well, they have, like, giant shotguns in the movie where they're, like, kind of, like, going to seem like they're going to aim at the kids, right? Yes. Uh, well, Spielberg, like, again, under probably pressure from his buddy George Lucas, was like, we need to change that's too scary. So, it, hilariously, in the digitized new version, the, the cops are holding walkie-talkies, and they're holding it in. I mean, it's still the old footage, but they just inserted walkie-talkies. So, I mean, it looked real stupid. Um I mean, it was widely ridiculed, but when they put the DVD out anyway, they gave you both versions. They knew right away it was a terrible idea because when they put the DVD out again, like the first time it was on DVD, they gave you both versions of it. Anyway, the point I was going to say was that I, it was still like it's still a great movie. It was still magical to see because the first time I'd seen it on the big screen, right? It was never been it's never been on the in a theater before, so I was real excited about this. And I in high school and we would go to the movies a lot as like groups of friends, and some weeks it would be. A small group of friends, one or two of us. Other weeks it would be more of them, depending on who was available, working, or uh, who wanted to go see something. But anyway, I, I don't. I just I could be totally off base about like my memory of this. But I, oh, I've heard you complain about this for years, so I think your memory is well, probably this, spot on. This particular part is like I remember I was just like excited about it coming out. I said like this is what I'm doing Friday. Like if anybody wants to come, great. Like we're gonna go and we're gonna see ET, right? I don't know if I was like pushing. This is the part I don't remember. If I was pushing people to go, like we should see this. It's a classic movie. We need to go see it. Or if it was just like whatever I'm going, anybody, and it just kind of naturally formed. I don't know. That matters a little bit because we saw the movie. Yes, there's some goofy changes or whatever, minor things they fixed, whatever. Uh, but after the movie, I, I was just like, it's an amazing, it's one of my favorite movies. I was just, I loved it. And I, we got out and I don't know, it was just because we we're just in a group of teenagers who are teenagers or whatever. It's not like a normal, like regular movie for like the 2002 era kid. But like, we're, I'm standing in the hallway of the, the lobby or whatever. And we're just like kind of looking, going around the, the area of people. There's too many of us. Too many of us went to see E.T. in a theater. This is annoying. It bothers me when I go to the theater and there's like 10 teenagers sitting in a row now. But, Anyway, they're like, oh, it was kind of overrated, I guess. I didn't think it was very good. I was like, I'm surprised that's like a, a popular movie. I can, you know, whatever. And I just remember being like so mad. <laughs> like, I was like, I think I walked out. Like, I was just like, I was done with like the. You're like, I can't be friends with you assholes. I, I was, and I probably didn't get over it for a while. And this is because it was important to me. And for whatever reason, it was like not connecting with uh I mean, God forbid, it, like, some teenagers didn't like E.T., but, yeah, I was just really mad about it. <laughs> and I have not apparently let go of it. It continues to uh, plague my life. And, like, these people should have known, uh, should have enjoyed E.T. on the big screen. Anyway. I thought... It was a very negative... It was a good experience that turned into a real negative experience. I the thought there was show. also some girl who was sitting by you talking during the movie. Oh, that always happened. But not like... Okay, not like... I was. I'm not trying to say, like, I was, like... The girls were into me. They weren't. Let's be very clear. They were not into me. But there were some girls that were just, like, chatty. You know, they like to talk. Yeah, they, there probably was. There probably a little bit of too much chatter going on during E.T., which I didn't yeah. appreciate. Yeah, that probably made me mad, too. Mad about the whole thing still. This is how many years ago? Oh, jeez. It's a long time ago, but it still makes me mad. You should like E.T., even if it is the walkie-talkie version. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so we did spend a good solid 15 minutes talking about... What you've been watching recently. E.T. We went to see it on the big screen. That's amazing. We did. It was very special. Yeah. I'm glad we got to do it in an old theater. Brought to bring our kids to it. I can't wait to take them to, in like two years, maybe, yeah, maybe like one or two years. I can't wait. 
Jurassic Park's I know they're putting it out on a big screen this year, but they'll always put it out on a big screen probably now. I can't wait to take our like then like eight or nine year old to Jurassic Park and just scare the shit out of her. Yeah. It's gonna be so exciting. I'm gonna love it and or she's gonna hate like I don't know, it wasn't very good. Agreed. They might make a different version of Jurassic. Well, it's probably like the Jurassic World Mansion Fallen Kingdom. Oh my god. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> Okay, well, before we're we... getting back in the zone of podcasting, yeah. <laughs> you keep saying that. Put it down. God, you're out of control. Did we uh, do a good job of writing down, uh, you know, what we remembered about Ten Things I Hate About You before well, we, we watched it? We did it. Um, I don't. My, mine, in hindsight, wasn't very good. Um, oh, we should mention that we're doing Ten Things I Hate About You because we're kind of this is kicking off a little bit of a back to school month of sorts for the podcast. Uh, so. We're not going to do every episode this month on, like, high school or school theme stuff, but we're going to do a few anyway. And uh, the first one we're doing is 10 Things I Hate About You from uh, 1999. Apparently from the trailer, it came out in March that you played earlier in the podcast. Yeah, do, yeah, it did. March 31st, 1999. There you go. Yeah, so we did write it. Um, yeah. At least one of us did. Do you want to do, do what we wrote what we wrote down first, or do you want to yeah. do high stat? I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about the high stats. Ten Things I Hate About You came out in March 1999. It is rated PG-13. Mm-hmm. Clocks in at one hour, 37 minutes. Like, pretty perfect time for a movie. Could have been like about this. seven minutes shorter. I like for, that solid 90-minute mark. For but. sure. For a movie like this, 90 minutes is your goal. Yeah. Um, it is starring oh, one of my all-time favorite people, Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. Julia Stiles, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Right. And some other people. Some other people. Yeah. And uh, what was the box office on this uh, particular film? Uh, yeah, so there was a box these office. These are high stats. These yeah. Are, these are the, that's a definition so, of a high stat. Yeah. It was budgeted. Yeah. A budget, I mean, of $30 million. Okay. Opening weekend, it made... It was not so good. <laughs> oh, opening weekend. That's not so bad. Okay, opening week. $8.3 million opening weekend. Okay, fine. Grossed about $38 million. In the States. Okay, so it was um, broke even, essentially. Not great. Interesting, interesting. Okay. It's not really a theater movie, I guess, So for March. did you see... We would have been in high school, or marked for the movie, clearly. Did you see this film in the theater? I don't know. I don't remember, which means probably not. Why are you getting so frustrated with the question? Because you ask me this on every podcast. But you did see it as a youth, anyway. This podcast should really be called One Old Millennial Remembers Real Well, uh-huh. and One Old Millennial Doesn't Remember Shit. Remember in 2002 when E.T. came out in the theater, and I got real mad at some people when they I didn't like it? but I remember you me- meeting you months later, and you were still bitching How about many times it. have I told you about that? Um... Um, like every time Spiel- we talk about Steven Spielberg probably <laughs> so like all the so time twice no <laughs> So, but you you think you saw Ten Things I Hate About You as a youth in high school? Then probably a, rented it as a youth, a youth, a youth, as a youth. We'll do that movie at some point. Yeah, I mean, I might have seen it on a date or at someone's house with a group of friends. I remember seeing it with friends and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would definitely have been. Uh, I could see that being very much like after '99, a rental of group people. A people group rent that. You rent a few things. I probably. I know for a fact I did not see this movie in the theater, I and know. in fact, did not see it until... I made you see it. You got me to watch it. Um, and I don't know... I mean, I know why in 1999 why I didn't watch it. Because you were lame? Because I was just like, whatever, that movie looks like garbage. Because <laughs> I was just like, 
I was 1999. I was like into like uh, you know I was art. I wanted to watch art films and I want to watch yeah. good movies and you know. I think I, I think I remember kids talking about it and being like, "This movie's really good," and right. Heath Ledger's really hot. Right. I was like, "What? What's this movie? Let's rent it." So you're behaving like a normal person, which is good. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing. It was. I, I have a feeling it probably rented real well. Uh, but I, yeah, I didn't see it, and then for whatever reason, did not watch it on video. Unlike some other movies that we'll get to later in the month, like, this was some oddly one that I just did not uh, see, even renting. Or that's it, weird. It, it's very strange because even when I remember, I mean, even even when you, I think we went to the video store in college. We still were getting. We might have got the DVD. Might have probably got a VHS tape. Yeah, um, I had that VHS player it wasn't VCR. a blockbuster it was like a local rental house theater and um we probably were probably having a conversation like wait you didn't see this i'd be like i don't know if i watched it or not we probably had a conversation oh, yeah. about I whether probably, i watched it i was probably like if you don't remember then you didn't see this because it is so good that's what you sounded like when you were talking but that's that's your 19 that's your 2002 that's my voice. 2003 voice yeah and um but no sure enough i think when we turned it on I think I even to the point where I was like, I saw that. We don't need to rent that. I saw it. It's fine. Whatever. No, no worries. But you're like, you don't remember anything about it. And then sure enough, as it was going on, I was like, I, none of this is familiar. I didn't watch a single moment of this movie. Which is surprising because it's also like, you know, based on a Shakespeare, inspired by a Shakespeare's thing. Yeah. I don't know why I was just like, not with it. You were I, jealous of how hot Heath Ledger was. I don't think Heath, he, was, he wasn't even on my radar in 99. He definitely became on the radar later because of like A Knight's Tale and some of the other movies that he ended up being in, The Patriot with Mel Gibson. You know what's weird is he died in 2008. Yes. He was not, that was a short run. Well, yeah, no. He didn't have really even 10 years of film, of acting And here. was hitting his, you know, stride obviously yeah. toward the end of that and that's why it's a huge tragedy, but um, crazy. But yeah, no, so Seeing it then, so really my first experience is kind of in college seeing this movie, and uh, yeah, it's good. So let's hear what you remembered oh, about yeah. it before we watched it. Yeah, okay. So you want me to go first? Yeah. I don't, mine wasn't very... You always make me go first. Okay, I'll go first. I don't care. Go. Equal opportunity. Let's hear it. What do you remember? It's based on a Shakespeare play. Taming of the Shrew? I couldn't remember at the yeah, time. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Good poll. Heath Ledger is dreamy. Fact. Young stars of tomorrow fall in love in high school. That's all I wrote. <laughs> that's all you wrote. Yeah, well, I mean, that, I mean, that's accurate, but... It's very accurate. I got the great Shakespeare play, right? I remember that there was, here we go, yep. a couple of sisters are in high school, mm-hmm. and one can't date unless the other is dating, or something like that. And then along comes Heath Ledger, which is wrong. He's there right from the beginning, not like along he comes in the middle of the movie. He doesn't arrive, but... Like, in my mind, he, like, didn't come in until the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. Anyway... He's so hot, I wrote. Uh, Then he wins her over. There's some drama. Mm -hmm. And it's surprisingly smart and fun. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty accurate description of what 10 Things I Hate About You is. For some reason, even when I said Taming of the Shrew, I couldn't think that that was a Shakespeare play, even though they purposely made it to sound like the Taming of the Shrew. Like, 10 Things I Hate About You, Taming of the Shrew. I mean, they did it on purpose. Like, it's made to be that way, and yet it's, like, not an easy thing to remember. I don't know why, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's a pretty good description of the movie. I think you're you're surprised about Heath Ledger coming along because this movie has this interesting structure. Yeah. Because it starts out not as a Heath Ledger movie. 
No. It starts off as a Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie. Because mm-hmm. he's the character we're kind of introduced to. We are introduced to... First of all, you get a Bare Naked Ladies song right off the bat in this movie. Great. Uh, is it just the three six three days? Three days since I... Cause I don't remember the name of the song. But it's the famous Bare Naked Ladies song. Uh, so right off the bat, you have that... It's like Seattle based, which is we're Northwest folks, so we're we're excited about that. Mm-hmm. And you get uh, so that's the start of it, and then you get they show Julia Stiles in a car, and it, I mean they, this movie is just hitting you with that soundtrack right off the bat, gives you bad reputation to show you that she's not a typical teenager. She's uh, well, she's the shrew, I guess. She's, <laughs> she's the grumpy, shrew. you know. She's just like she's not into anybody else's BS, right? But really, the story is like about how Joseph Gordon Levitt. Is come is he new to school? I think he's new to school. He's yeah. like in military. He's been a military uh, brat. Is military what he's brat. referred to, right? And um, army brat. There it is. We're really chugging along today. It's not called army brat. Just keep going. <laughs> My God, you could describe it. Um, but anyway, we act like he's the one that he's arriving at the school, and so we're following his perspective. He meets the principal, who's played by. Alice and Janie, which is fantastic, and I forgot that until you this saw moment. her again. And I was so excited. I think her name comes up, but oh man, Alice and Janie, she should be in more of this because she's only in like what two scenes? Yeah, it's not Ooh, very much. It hurts when she's gone because she's delightful. Yeah, but it seems like it's a movie where JGL, which is, I'm going to just refer to Joseph I don't like it when you call him that's JGL. That's not a is, thing. It shortens it up though. But does it? But now I always forget who. What his full name is. I'm talking about Joseph Gordon-Levitt, JGL. And is it Levitt or Levitt? I don't know. It's Levitt. I don't know. He's famous enough. You think we should have known this by now. Especially it's Levitt. I'm correcting you is what I'm doing. Levitt? It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yes. Yeah, how about I just call him JGL? I don't have to worry about the well, pronunciation. I just call him JGL. JGL. Oh. oh my God, you're ridiculous. <laughs> um, well, so then he's new to school. He meets David Krumholtz, who is from... Uh, elf and uh not elf he's from the santa claus he plays the elf in because every time i see him i go oh there's the little elf right he's been in lots of other things he was on like that cbs show forever yeah anyway he's in a lot of comedies and stuff like that but he's like the nerd who's showing him around and he gives him the lay of the land of the school right off the bat you kind of see this movie's not kind of your typical high school movie and that it's heightened right they show like like oh there's the cow like when he's pointing out the people there's the jocks oh there's the cheerleaders there's the cowboys and they're like people like cowboy hats it's just a little bit more heightened is all i'm saying and uh they kind of get the so it follow it seems like for the first 10 minutes of this movie we're we're just joseph gordon levitt is he meets another girl the secret life of alex mack i can't remember her actress name but she's from that nickelodeon show secret life of alex mack and he's into her and it's only then do you start kind of unraveling this thing about the sisters because you have julia styles the older sister secret life of alex mack is the younger sister she plays a character named bianca bianca played by larissa olenic okay yep alex mack and uh, julia styles is the older sister what's her name in the movie cat cat <laughs> so it's Ka- bianca short and for katarina oh katarina great and uh but her their parent her both bianca and cat's dad is larry miller and he is very strict he is a uh OBGYN, and, mm-hmm. and he sees too many teen pregnancies is the kind of the logic oh, here so many teen pregnancy jokes there's oh yeah there's a couple actually pretty good gross lines that he says one of them is like uh oh i i haven't been my uh he's got his like his hand i don't have my hands down like placentas all day because of uh lack of sex or something like that i can't think of it right off the bat but you know he's doing a real uh 
he he's very strict. He and he doesn't really think that his daughters in particular have any right to make any decisions for themselves, which is uh very typical of mm-hmm. this era of uh romantic comedies. I know the movie is trying to sp- do a spin on that, but it is still a lot of these like sexist mansplaining, a lot of this going on in this movie, especially from Larry Miller. What were your thoughts on uh I know that he's kind of meant to be kind of like out of touch and overly strict, but does that play now? Can you make this movie nowadays with the same premise? Is it normal just to have parents be strict about dating? I don't know. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. So maybe I'm I just mean, reading. I just it think like like there's a variety of parents, and right. I think this parent probably still exists. I think there's probably a lot of pretty like conservative families who you know, are pretty strict about dating and their kids having sex. And yeah, I think this character still kind of exists today in probably a lot of, a lot of families. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if the mother's out of the picture, she's either dead or has, is gone. I can't remember which it is, but there's, I mean, that there's that going on. Gone. Gone. Not dead. Not dead, but gone. So, I mean, he's obviously got some uh, pent up things there. I mean, Larry Miller's good. He actually, he's the only one to, they eventually tried to make this into a TV series like years later for like ABC Family Now Freeform, where he returned in the same role, which is very, I mean, Larry Miller's career, that, that makes sense. But he actually came back for that, uh, short lived deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, everything else about this is just a little bit, smarter a little bit sharper it's all the teachers are a little bit edgier we have alice and janey like they they talk about uh you know how she oh well she julia styles comes in the principal's office and it's like oh they say i'm kind of she yeah alice and janey plays the school counselor right named miss perky miss perky and while she's at school she's also uh typing up her uh romance novel romance novel Mm -hmm. which is filthy Real filthy yeah. and inappropriate. Mm-hmm. So there's that's that's some funny parts. And she's like, oh well, she's just a little bit. Um, what's the what do they call her? Like they say, oh, I, I'm a little bit uh, difficult or something like that. And Alice Jenny even does like, no, I think the phrase they call you is a, a like an up a heinous bitch, a heinous bitch. I mean, they really just throw that out there. Uh-huh. The teacher Daryl Mitchell's a teacher in this English class, and he's like telling the other kids, I'll bitch slap you if you keep saying like that. Um, one thing that's really oh yeah he's like oh go to the office you're pissing me off which is okay <laughs> so I really this like was a flashback to me because uh, I actually did was told uh, you're pissing me off go get out of the office from, from school once happened what? in middle school yeah happened in middle school and it happened just the same way so Julia Stiles was like I think in this moment is just like oh it's not that one where later she's like oh I'm real excited about this assignment like we're doing an assignment I'm real excited about it and the teacher's so used to her being sarcastic and rude to him that he just assumes right off the bat that she's being sarcastic like she's just like get out of my class like right off the bat and that happened to me in like 7th grade I was uh, known for some comments apparently mm-hmm. I guess I don't know I can't confirm this but I remember uh, I'm not gonna say the teacher cause you know that's not nice but I like he asked a question. He asked for suggestions. I raised my hand, and apparently, I, I was being—I t- don't remember exactly the details of this, but I remember being very like sincere in my answer. I was trying to answer correctly. Okay, apparently, whatever it was, it was a social studies class. Apparently, the question was the answer was very stupid, <laughs> 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 but but genuine. I, I'm just telling you that I was just being stupid. I wasn't being a smart ass. I was being stupid, and I answered it. 
he gave one look at me, and he had a goatee, which really, I don't know if that makes it worse, but he did. He had a goatee. And he just looked at me for a second. He's like, all right, get out of my class. That's a smart aleck remark. And I was like, it's not a smart aleck remark. Like, it's like, no. Yeah, he's like, no, nah. yeah, get out. He was, uh, uh, he was mad at me. So the, it was in a cute, it was in a portable. So I had, in that school, I had to go to like the next <laughs> classroom over. You don't go to the office. You go and you sit in the back of the, the next class over. And usually if you, this happens to you, like the teacher will give you a little form, like, eh, what'd you do? Are you going to do it again? Are you going to be a dick? You know, and you fill it out and they sign it over. Well, I got into, that's another teacher I had later who was also weird, but he saw me in the back. He sat me down because he was in the middle of like teaching. I sat in that whole class that whole, I was there for the hour. Like he just never came back because he was like doing other stuff. He like was not in the mood to do like the behavioral thing. So I had to sit in the back of this math class. I missed the entire class. I came back and I was, I had to fill out the thing. I didn't, I mean, I, and I came back. I was like, I wasn't being a smart aleck. He's like, you weren't? I was like, no. He's like, whatever. So it was a whole day. I just remember that. It was traumatizing. I wasn't being a smart aleck. I've been a smart aleck a lot in school. You have. But I wasn't then. Let's hear this clip from 10 Things I Hear I knew you'd you. find it if I talked long enough. The teacher, Mr. Morgan. Yeah. I don't know if this is the right clip. Let's find out. Great. Here we go. Romantic? Hemingway? He was an abusive alcoholic misogynist who squandered half his life hanging around Picasso trying to nail his leftovers. As opposed to a bitter, self-righteous hag who has no friends? (laughs) Pipe down, Chachi! I guess in this society, being male and an asshole makes you worthy of our time. What about Sylvia Plath or Charlotte Bronte or Simone de Beauvoir? What did I miss? The oppressive patriarchal values that dictate our education. Good. Hey, hey! Uh, Mr. Morgan, is there any chance we could get Kat to take her Midol before she comes to class? Oh, Midol joke. (laughs) Someday you're going to get bitch slapped, and I'm not going to do a thing to stop it. And Kat, I want to thank you for your point of view. I know how difficult it must be for you to overcome all those years of upper-middle-class suburban oppression. Must be tough. But the next time you storm the PTA, crusading for better lunch meat or whatever it is you white girls complain about, ask them why they can't buy a book written by a black man. That's, That's right, right, Mom. Don't even get me started on YouTube. They're white, right, Rastas. Anything else? <laughs> yeah, go to the office. You're pissing me off. What? Mr. Morgan. Later. Later. <laughs> Right, there's, so the later one was like, just get out for being halfway sincere. But yeah, no, that's that's a good example of uh, the the, uh, the kind of the the wit going on here a little bit. But that might all joke. Did you hear that might all joke? Um, might all jokes were common when we were in high school, yeah. and they were bullshit. They were. There's another one I in mean, here, and I think they call it out in that, which is so right. it makes it okay because well, like, the, the guy who does it comes off as a douchebag, not as like the hero. The dad, though, makes another PMS joke about... He makes another... Like, he makes a PMS joke. Oh, there's joke. so many. So many PMS jokes and my doll jokes. You guys, I mean... You guys are... I mean, do you remember in college when your roommate uh, made his uh, feminine product joke towards me and I about ripped his freaking head off? Yeah, he probably regrets that, but... Do um, you? Do you remember what the joke was? Something about my doll. No. <laughs> what was it? I think I was being probably snatchy towards him about something... Did he call you a snatch? No, he didn't call me a snatch. He said, who lit your tampon on fire? (laughs) (laughs) Who says that? He was saving that one up for a while, I think. That's just the time. The 90s, those early 2000s. Yeah, well. That that teenage sexism bullshit. Might still happen in high school. We're not in high school. Does it still happen? I'm sure it does. Right in. 
<laughs> write in. <laughs> in and tell us your story. Send us a letter. Tell us your best tampon jokes <laughs> that oh, you've heard. God. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll probably, hopefully not from your teachers. We'll, we'll get them fired. How about that? Me, me too, Era. So the teacher uh, was super <laughs> funny in the movie. He's not in very much either. Like, there, there's a couple, like, really great performances here that are just kind of just a little bit. Daryl Mitchell is uh, mostly known probably for Galaxy Quest. He's in. He's one of the great ensemble members of that movie. But, yeah, he's good as that uh, teacher. But we, yeah. So the, the whole Heath Ledger thing, though, like... Joseph Gordon-Levitt wants to date the younger uh, sister. So he and David Krumholtz figure out, like, okay, well, we got to figure out a way. The dad says, like, well, when the older daughter dates, the younger daughter can date. Well, they try to get the model kid, who is a jerk, like the jerk, typical jerk. He's not a jock in this movie. He's a, he's an actual model. Like, he goes on model things. His name is Joey, I think. I don't know the actor name. But he likes the younger daughter, too. He likes Bianca, too. So the Krumholtz... And JGL convinced him to, like, hire Heath Ledger to try to take uh, Katarina out, Julia Stiles out, and saying, like, okay, you get her out so then I can date the younger daughter. Which is a weird plan because Joseph Gordon-Levitt wants to date Bianca, but he's going through this middle person that has the money. The only reason is because he's got money and these other two guys don't have money? I don't know. It's a very weird... And it also shields Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character from, like, seeming like like a... a bad guy because it's kind of like a shitty thing to do like he the, the he never really gets comeuppance for this really he kind of learns his lesson enough like oh i should he likes her genuinely or whatever bianca genuinely but he's this is their plan why are they getting away with it and like we're supposed to hate the model guy obviously and he's a heath jerk. ledger and heath ledger who's just you know he's taking the money which there's also issues with that i mean it's very weird how like this all this whole thing transpires because we're supposed to believe that Heath Ledger eventually starts falling for Julia Stiles, right? Well, he's mm-hmm. still taking the money. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like $100 per date. Oh, it's pretty funny. Like, they were trying to break it down at some point. It's like, he was going to give him, like, 50 bucks or whatever, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem, even in 99 standards, when we're talking about, like, a guy who models, seems like a very small amount of money. Yeah. He even points it out. I was like, well, hold on. We're going to go to the movies. That's, like, 15 bucks total. And then, like, popcorn, that's 50. So I like that <laughs> joke. But, uh, you know, he gets it up to, like, I think maybe 100 or something like that. But, we're, again, not talking, like, a lot of money. We're, it's very low stakes in terms of, like, the oh, cash part. And this is California rich. Right. These kids, all the kids in this high school are rich except for this small handful yeah, that aren't. Yeah, it. Yeah, even, yeah, it, with all these movies of this time period were about rich, like, when rich Clues California came out, kids. it was like, that's it, we can only do these high school movies with the rich kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, it is weird, but then that's where this movie shifts, it's like, it starts as a Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie, but then, like, I, I'm all, you know, and then it becomes like this Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles romance, because we get a lot of their interactions, mm-hmm. right? And that's where the movie gets, I would say, uh, good, because we have two charismatic performances going on here yeah. this is heath ledger's kind of american debut yeah now tell me take yourself back take yourself back into your world 99 2000 2001 what did heath ledger mean to uh, a teenage girl at the time i can't i can only guess i can speculate but what was it like seeing him on this in this movie what are you what are you asking there tyler were you what in love? Mean? Were you in love with Heath Ledger? Who wasn't? All right, yeah, that's what I thought. Take I think, your shirt off, Heath Ledger. Which, Let's show us the goods. So I'm kind of just so I'm surprised when you tell me the box office numbers a little bit because I'm yeah. just like, I thought this was the start. I mean, it must have been home video, must have been DVD rentals that really kind of like started this whole Heath Ledger train. 
because I don't know. I've talked to a lot of a lot of ladies your age. We grew up with you know, I'm mean, your same age. We talked to we talked to people. Heath Ledger seems to be a real common uh, dreamboat for a lot of people. Oh yeah, and the accent, oh buddy. Yeah. So what is it? I mean, it is evident from his really. I mean, he's in the movie a little bit, but it's evident kind of finally when he starts getting these interactions with Julia Stiles that there's a spark here, right? Mm-hmm. What is it about Heath Ledger that is sparking? Is it just the accent? Is it just his handsomeness? Or is it something else? Oh, he's got the long hair. Right. He's got the accent. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a bad boy. Maybe a bad boy. He's probably like 25 at the time. Though. He's like 46. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's a star, right? Yeah. He He's rocking a man bun before man buns were super hot. Yeah. What, are they still hot? No. Okay. I mean, they were hot for about five minutes. Five hot minutes, and now they're not. But I again. was just watching a clip, and I was like, "Oh yeah, he had a man bun in a few scenes." It was, yeah, because he had the nice. long hair, and um, yeah, he just has. Of all the people in this movie, when this there's plenty of people in here that you recognize, you know why he's the star of it. You know why he's top build. You know why the movie finds time to kind of follow them and not so much follow the other characters, right? Uh, that romance suddenly is more interesting than the younger sister's romance with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which is uh, very bizarre. Like It is very much of that time when they finally kind of get together, which happens er- – like, they finally – like, that whole thing kind of settles early, earlier in the movie than the Julia Stiles, Heath Ledger stuff. But, like, you get a little bit of this late 90s, like, here's the guy. I'm mad at the girl for not, like, appreciating how much I like you. There's that scene in the car where – she, like, ends up kissing him because he's basically bitching about, like, you know what? I cared. And just because, like, you were too stuck up to notice that I cared, like, it doesn't mean I have a lot of feelings. Which just seems like a very... Number one, it feels like probably how I felt in high school about a lot of things. And then as you grow up, you realize, like, oh, my God, I was such a shithead. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what a shithead thing to do. Like, what do you have... Like, you don't have... This person doesn't have any responsibility to you. She doesn't like you. Go away. There's a sense of entitlement. Yeah. And it so it's this weird duality when I see something like that. I'm like, yeah, no, I can relate to that feeling because I was a teenage boy. But then you're like, as you get older, you're like, ew, ew. teenage boys suck. They're like, the worst. even the so-called nice guys are little bitches. Yeah, he's totally manipulating her and making her feel like shit. A little bit, yeah. she didn't give him exactly what he wanted. Maybe I'm maybe I'm reading into it a little bit too much, but... No, no when you were watching there. it, it was like, this is a bad scene. It's weird. It sticks out, and it, it's got that... Um, it, which is interesting, because later on... He in, calls her a bitch in the scene, too. But does she? Oh, yeah, she's acting like a bitch. Because she was a little bit, like, she... she that character is a little bit more, like, seemingly superficial at the beginning, right? She's into going to... But, again, not really, if you think about, like, teenage teenagers. girls and teenagers in general, but what they like. Though her behavior is really not that um, excessively spoilish or anything like that. She just wants to be a teenager, and she's got a tyrannical dad at home. You, mm-hmm. you totally expect that. Um, but what, what I think is interesting is that uh, Levitt does this character. I mean, this is kind of that's his wheelhouse, right? He plays on like an, he plays awkward well, right? Mm-hmm. He goes on a few years later to make Five Hundred Days of Summer, which is almost a little bit. It deconstructs it a little bit, like that whole idea of like what the man expects out of a relationship and like what you when you put in all this stuff. Like that movie does a little bit of that still has like that manic pixie dream girl element with Zoe Deschanel, but it makes a point of like flipping it. Like, this movie tries to do that, too, or whatever, but I think it was kind of, if you go and watch those two movies, it's kind of fun to see that progression of how we've we've reached. And it'd be fun to see, like, a 2018 version of that story 
how we've like the I, I like the the mindset's changing, which I, I like. Yes. We're having a more a female. Uh, we care more about our female characters in movies, a little bit, at least. So we're making some progress. A, a sm- tiny smidge more. We're, and we're moving that needle. It's been 20 years since this one. 500 Days of Summer comes along, does a little bit more, and maybe we're getting there again with some other stuff. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, the weird part of the movie that doesn't necessarily hold up as well as uh, the other stuff. But, okay, so we've got the main, what we're all here for, is Julia Stiles... And Heath Ledger. At one point, Julia Stiles goes to a party. She does a hip hop dance to Notorious B.I.G. She's gotten drunk. She's very upset. She gets herself saved the last dance from that uh, dance scene. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Are there things that stick out? Obviously, there's the big scene is like, you know he's trying to woo her. There's a couple. There's several misunderstandings between the two of them. And there's he tries, one iconic scene right, that most people. That's what think I'm talking about. about. They remember this. What? What are you going to say? Well, I'm going to guess it's the the singing. Oh. Tyler Wilson, you're correct. To be true, can't take my eyes off of you. You'd be like heaven to touch. I wanna hold you so much. At long last, love has arrived, and I thank God I'm alive. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. marching band yeah he gets the whole marching band involved and then this fancy ass school security is chasing him around and he's still i mean he's still getting paid oh he's we're still in the process paid. of like yeah. him trying to get her to go to prom basically so the younger s- sister can go to prom yeah so it's romantic but you're still like he's just doing it again he dirty yeah he's he's a lying it's, lying cheat it's strange but you know so they th- that works a little bit but then they have another misunderstanding there's a weird scene where uh there's a sequence where they have a they their relationship builds even more because they skip out of she has to skip out of detention oh, how she geez. gets out of detention is interesting is vi- i mm, i don't even know <laughs> what to say about this scene i totally forgot it was in there Heath Ledger's out the window he's trying to get uh julia styles out of detention and so he's just nope, like, well, he's no, he's saying backwards. like, well, he's saying like, you get, well, get out, come on, let's get out or whatever. He's outside, isn't he? Oh my God. Were you even watching the movie? No, I know Heath that she's Ledger's the one. in detention. She comes up because the detention oh, teacher right. is her soccer coach. Right. She, she's like, hey, okay. soccer yep. coach. And then she gets his attention and Heath Ledger then sneaks out the window. Now, but she, she needs to continue to distract the teacher. Right. And hold his attention. Right. So Heath Ledger can complete his escape out the window right so to get his attention she grabs the teacher's face mm-hmm. Te- students touching teachers that's can't do that, that anymore doesn't feel good shouldn't have done it then either nope not not good <laughs> not good and then right at the end he's about to turn around and she goes ahead and lifts her shirt all the way up to her face mm-hmm. they're the flashing class. the teacher and also not wearing a bra clearly well, she might have. Well, yeah. Not wearing a bra. Okay. A little small Julie Styles. Maybe she could have pulled it up too. Nah, I don't know. Not wearing a bra. Okay. I guess maybe if she had like a light sports bra, she could maybe flip it up. Okay, I could see that. Anyway. She's a soccer player. Maybe she's in her soccer sports maybe. bra. So she and and this this scene lingers for a while. Well, the whole and class the sees. Teacher. Right. Looks for way too long. He's staring at it. Okay, I will say mm-hmm. they made a point of stating she says at some point in the movie, "I'm 18." Right. So she is an 18 year old. Nevertheless, so <laughs> I wonder if they like went back and added that 
lining. Probably. <laughs> so she's an 18 year old. So we do eliminate that. But I mean, piece. you're fired, teacher. Like I know that uh-huh. you didn't instigate this, but you're staring. I mean, and nowadays, for, a while. for nowadays, it'd be flip out your phones. Oh, we have all, this on video. There'd be seven videos on the internet. Five minutes later, the teacher just staring at a rack. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it would be. Um, it'd be strange. And so this whole school. It's a, they shot all this on location. It's all in the Seattle area, which blows my mind because, like, the football field. Like, this seems like a crazy place to go to school. Like, their football field is right next to um, water, like Puget Sound, which, I, you know, they probably probably mix and match some locations. Fine. But it's just No, like, it's right on the water. It's a old um, – used to be a hotel turned into a high school. Well, what – what, but I'm just. What a, technically, it's in Tacoma. What a great thing for a movie. It's all shot on location. It just feels like oh, beautiful. It works. I mean, you don't. It, it's it's something that you kind of goes without saying. You think, but no, yeah. it's nice to see a movie that's set somewhere that actually oh. uses its location. I guess it wasn't rich California kids. It's rich Seattle. Right. Well, my yeah. bad. Hey, it costs um, a lot to live there. Where they're fun living. fact the the Stratford home mm-hmm. where Bianca and Cat live, mm-hmm. and it's shot in the house. Lots of the scenes uh, yeah. went up for sale like a few months ago. How much was it for? It sold mm-hmm. a five bedroom, three and a half bath home mm-hmm. with thirty eight hundred square That's feet. That's a lot. That's a. It was a big house and mm-hmm. it's a nice house. Um, what's your guess? In Seattle? Is it in Seattle? It's, no, it's technically in Tacoma. Tacoma's expensive too. Yeah, not as much. Tacoma. Two million. Nope. We're close. 1.5 million. Yeah. That's a lot. It is a lot. No, that's crazy. They literally put it in the listing, though. Well, sure. This iconic and Hollywood famous home is on the market for the first time in over 30 years. There was an article. There were articles out about it that was like, hey, kids in the 90s, you can go buy this house. Kids in the 90s don't have a hundred. What, we, what, I'd love to meet them. Who's got a $1.5 million? Uh, probably shot? half the people that live in Seattle, because that's how would you have to earn to live there. People that didn't get something other than an English degree, uh, I'm Made guessing. movie famous... Wow, whoever wrote this. Oh, made movie famous from the 99 romantic comedy 10 Things I Hate About You. This Victorian home epitomizes gracious and formal living. Remarkable attention to detail. I love uh, looking at houses on uh, real estate, you mm-hmm. know, for sale. So good. Anyway. Sounds like every other listing except for that uh, 10 Things I Hate About You part. I would have made a comment about come live in the place where Larry Miller made the placenta joke. That's what I'd put in the listing. That would attract me. If I had $1.5 million, I'd be more inclined to shell my money out to someone who at least I know had seen the movie. You know what I mean? I want to have evidence that that realtor has seen the movie. Prove it. Like, prove it. Just because you know it was shot there. I, I want to know details. Like, this is the room that they got ready for the prom or whatever. I'm just uh, I'm just saying. Um, okay, so then after that, though, they go, like, after she breaks him out, they go on, like, a paddle boat. They go to a place where they do play, okay, so is this a thing I need to know? Oh. They, they go to, like, you would, you would think, like, paint, paintball, paintball a game, but it's not paintball in a, at a paintball guns. They're throwing, like, paint balloons. Like a water balloon filled with paint. And it's like a big old thing. I never did anything like that. This is not a thing, is it? This is a movie thing. It's a movie this thing. This didn't happen in real life, did it? I don't know. Hey, if you've done this, write in. Tell us your best water paint balloon stories. Write into the podcast. People write into the podcast? Yeah. We have letters I could pull out right now. Great. Why don't you pull one up right now? I'm going to call you on it. Dear, oh, here. We got one right here. Great. Dear Tyler. Yep. That's all it said. And then that was it. It was oh, just a Dear Tyler. Their internet got cut off, maybe, or something. <laughs> or it was spam. Well, next one. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, they, they, so they, you know, they, they seem to be falling in love again. But, um, yeah, I, you know, it, obviously we've got to get to this point where 
it's gonna go wrong, right? Third act, end of the, you know, right in the, something's gotta, have, she's gotta realize that he's a, not a, not a bet. That's enough. That's a whole different subgenre of this movie. Uh, she's getting, he's getting paid to take her out, getting paid to take her to the prom. So many high school bets and payments and. Yeah, a lot going on. Did this happen when you were in high school? No, I don't. I didn't. Uh, I, well, like I didn't exchanging have exchanging money to get girls. No, to basically have sex with you. I was just trying to get girls to just t- straight talk I mean, to me. I so they, many... they would just talk to me. I would have been like, "That's like more than that's worth a million dollars to me," and I didn't have any money. So much, so many transactions. I had enough money to go to the theater. So that's I spent my money to go to the theater to see ET, and then they'd ruin it. These girls blabbing their fucking mouth, talking through it. Like, you know, whatever, male or female, just don't, like, that's not a gender thing, just, you don't need to be talking the whole time. And then, you know, to complain about E.T. after the fact, I mean, I'm just saying, like, we don't So, need yeah, this. blah, 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 she finds out that he's getting paid, she gets upset. Right, and this is where we get to kind of the name of the movie, kind yeah. of. So, I've done some Googling on what we were talking about So she's doing we were poem. watching it. They've, she's been hurt. There's This is after the prom, correct. They've mm-hmm. gone to the prom. It's a rich person's prom. There's a band. with like It's like a seven-piece band. I don't know what prom. My prom, they had... Like uh, a CD player, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe they had a DJ, but there's a seven piece band. Heath Ledger pulls in a favor to bring in her like favorite musician. Like she likes a female singer. Yeah, she's coming to sing a song. Well, these strings are being pulled left and right. What? Where are we? I, it's just a. It, it, it should be set in California. It's weird that it's set in Seattle. Cause, I mean, Seattle. They got rich kids, but I'm saying this was a California rich kid level of uh, prom. Mm-hmm. Full band. Anyway, there's a falling out. She writes a poem for class. About are you gonna play it? I'm gonna play it. Okay, let's play it. Yeah, let's hear what she's got to say about Heath Ledger. Okay. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate it. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh, even worse when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. So oh, now she runs out of the classroom. She runs out of the classroom. So, I mean, okay, let's, we gotta talk about just the obvious thing. It's not ten things. It's like, we counted. Oh, it's 12 or 13. Yeah, you so can, let's break it loose. down. Okay. Let's break it down. Got you it. You can count as I go. Gotcha. I hate the way you talk to me. One. I hate the way you cut your hair. Two. I hate the way you drive my car. Three. I hate it when you stare. Four. I hate your big, dumb combat boots. Five. And the way you read my mind. Six. I hate you so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. Seven. No. No. That's not hate, something that's, I hate right, about okay, you. Right, okay. Fine. We can, that's just, I hate you. So we're at six. Six, yep. I hate the way you're always right. Seven. I hate it when you lie. That's eight. I hate it when you make me laugh. Nine. Even worse, when you make me cry. So I would even say we could maybe not count that as a ten, but it is ten. She has two different okay. thoughts, but maybe I'll lump it in. I hate it when you're not around. So that's ten, eleven. And the fact that you didn't call. Eleven, twelve. But mostly... Mm-hmm. I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. So conservatively, it's 12 things. Pro- it's really 13. Not 10. Not 10. So why is it 10 things I hate about you? Just because it sounds good as a title? Maybe. 13's a good number, though. 13 is a good 13 reasons why as a television show. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's it's the the rhyming part taming of the shrew. Ten things I hate about you. That's still the same at the end. So it could be thirteen things I hate about you. That sounds longer. Ten's like one syllable versus thirteen. Maybe that's the reason. It's uh, yeah, but it's it's not ten. It's not ten. And I feel like maybe if you're because I mean, you're supposed to be. And look, to Julia Stiles' credit, she's effective in her performance. I believe her her uh, angst and her feelings in the matter. It when she cries, it feels natural. It's a good performance, right? So it could be easy to forget or just assume that maybe she said 10 things. But uh, she doesn't say 10 things. She says 12 or 13 things. Totally. Um, but that being said, it's not a bad scene. What I don't really like is the resolution to all this. That's your big scene, right? It's a big moment for Julia Stiles. I like that she has the moment. Heath Ledger's already had his early... Like, the, the singing thing with the band happens... Kind of early in the movie, yeah. halfway through. It feels like when you remember it, it's like a climactic thing that he does, a big romantic gesture. But really, that's not at all the resolution. She, he just ends up going and they talk things out. They go over there and they share about his real feelings or whatever. But the way they comment on it, like he just like spends the money that he got. So he took the money. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. He took the money from Joey, the model guy, who was a jerk. By the way, Bianca, in a little bit of a spin punches joey out it seems like he joey's mad at uh joseph gordon levitt for taking her out right he joey punches jgl he's on the ground it seems like he's gonna have to get the fight maybe he'll have his big moment to punch him the movie does give bianca that moment instead where she punches him out twice hits him twice yeah so Pretty i mean great. oh it is him in the nuts maybe or yeah that, I forget yeah that. it's like a two punches to the face that's a sister thing because she does a thing about the. This uh, is for you. This is for me. This is for my sister. Oh, because Joey, the model, the reason why she doesn't like him is because they had a relationship when she was in like ninth grade, and that's where the stemming, where all this stuff with uh, Katarina rooted from. This horrible relationship with this model, which I think is kind of shitty of the sister to even go out with him in the first place. But whatever. Yeah. I mean, he clearly is a bad guy. But yeah. she did, you know, whatever. Sisters she, before misters. She learned. Uh, she learned a lesson, and she beat him up, which is pretty good. So. Yeah. There's a little bit of that, but uh, the point I was getting to was like, oh, the, so Heath Ledger still takes the money, and to make up for it, he just ends up buying her like a bass guitar. Julia Stiles buys her a bass guitar and says like, oh, and then so Julia Stiles makes a comment. I was like, I oh, can't. Hey, just for future reference, you can't like buy me off when you do something wrong. He's like, okay, ah, uh, end of the movie. Mm-hmm. He really Resolved. gets let off the. He really gets let off the hook, don't you think? I know it's Heath Ledger. I know his feelings are genuine, but. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, they all get let off the hook. All the guys get let off the hook because they're supposed to like them. Except for the guy with the money who was doing the pain. Who is, who is, who's an asshole? He was an asshole, and he, we know he's a big asshole because he was a big asshole to Julia Stiles earlier. But, like, he's he's definitely more... He out- makes lots of my doll jokes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but the other people are still kind of shitty behavior a little bit. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, Heath Ledger gets off the hook real easy here. Because she likes him, and he's hot. And I know. Yeah, I'd let him off the hook as well. I get it, but I'm just saying, like, you know. He didn't, like, really apologize. He didn't even, like, own up to his shit. This relationship's not lasting, is what I'm saying. No, and it's like their senior year of high school. Oh, yeah. They're and like, she's, they're talking about where she's going to college. Oh, yeah. She's going somewhere. He's He took a year off to tend for his uh, grandfather or grandmother. He's a sweetheart. We know that. But we don't know much about his, like, education level. He's not going to whatever school she's going to. She's no. going to super superstar school. Yeah. He's going to... UW. Well, no, she said she got no. She didn't want to go to U. She wants to go to U nope. somewhere else. The Same dad wants her to go to UW. Yeah, Heath Ledger might get into UW. It's a little, you know, it's local, good school, but yeah, they're not. They're they're going their separate ways, like in two months. Yep. Like it's that's it. 
No more. No more. Like, it's not going to happen. And then the band that we saw earlier, I do like this. Like, they're just, like, the movie goes out, we're exiting, it's a pan out, and the band is on top of the school playing the So song. cool. It's very cool. And then they, they, it seems like the movie's going to be over, and it moves back in on them, as, because as the credits are going, they come back in and let the band play some more. I did like that. That was real, uh, real fun. It feels like, it feels like we've been kind of complaining a little bit about some stuff, but I do want to say that it, it, it's a, it's good. Like it has, um, just the cast alone, just because it is like the who's who of who's coming out next. Gabriel Union's also in this, um, kind of in a small part. You know, she moves on. She's like 25 when she shot this and she's in, she's all that and bring it on later. And anyway, she moves on to other stuff, but it's a big, you have that. It's smart enough. It's funny in a lot of spots. The adult characters are funny. Larry Miller's, uh, He's got a few too many, like, just bad jokes that I don't like. I think his performance is okay, but it's not, I mean, he's not my favorite. I wish there had been more Alice and Janie in the movie. Oh, yeah. She, it's almost a shame. There's, there's like a, um, a outtake at the end of a scene, like, she, like, they deleted. And you're just like, I don't care if that scene is bad or, like, changes the plot completely. I just want that scene because I want more Alice and Janie. And this was right when, so it's 99, it's kind of right when the West Wing is cooking or getting going anyway. But yeah, I just I want more Alice and Janie. That's all I'm saying. Could use more of that. Heath Ledger's a star. Music was great. A the bare naked uh, lady song was one week. One week. I was just saying three days. God, and then bad, bad reputation. Yeah, that's what I said. Then lots of letters and Cleo was the band that sang. Uh, sang um, and I'm not familiar with the band, but I want um, you to want me. I want. They do that. That's a cover, right? Though. Sure. And uh, mm-hmm. no, that, that's mm-hmm. the song at the end, though, and it's really yeah. fun. But it has that bouncy boy i mean it 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 hits those marks of like what i think we like out of these teen movies which is like it's funny it kind of touches on enough of like the big stroke feelings that we that people have the romantic feelings is a little bit of wish fulfillment obviously i think that kind of helps with like the rich angle a little bit too everybody can the everybody's problems are not all the problems are like romance related we all have it's all it's a fantasy world right so there's a little bit of that going on there. It's funny. It's not it's not clueless by any means. Clueless is the like gold standard in my opinion of these kinds of movies. That one's the the best. But uh this one's good. I I I enjoyed it more now the second or third time I've seen it than I've had in the past. It's oh, weird. Yeah. But you know, there's it some ha- things about it. It holds up surprisingly okay. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about some of the things that feel weird in terms of just, like, the gender politics of it, but, I mean... For the most part, those things are called out, and those people are assholes. We are... There's an attempt to make those better. We are calling them out. We are at least commenting on them, if not, like, trying to subvert them, which I appreciate, especially when we're talking about 99. We're really, uh... We're in a period where that was... There was a lot more of this going on. So we're wrapping up the the podcast episode here. Yeah. And I think you might have thought that you might have gotten out of a little yeah. segment. We 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 skipped a couple segments. We did. We're so excited about Heath Ledger. Et. Well, who cares um, but, about Roger uh, Ebert when you're when you're talking about Heath Ledger? Am I yeah. Right? Would you like a spot of tea, Tyler? Because it's time for tea time with Tyler. Okay. So Tyler, you have until I refill my cup with all this hot water to tell me. Ten things. I knew you were going to do ten things. I didn't know what you were going to do, but I thought you were going to do ten things. Ten things you love 
about 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, okay. I do love Heath Ledger. I love his hair. I love that I can call JGL, JGL, and you have to just deal with it. I like David Carl's. I love, love, love Alice and Janie. I love Daryl Mitchell as a teacher. I do like the speech at the end with Julia Stiles. I like the band that plays on top of the roof. I like the locations in general. I like the water, the Puget Sound that's in the area. I like that their house is a real house, and you can tell that it's a real house and a real, not a real, not like a set. And, uh, did I get 10? Well, you gotta do a 10 Things I Hate About You 10, so you got three more to go. What? You gotta do. A oh, I gotta do three more. Yeah, oh my gosh. Thirteen. Um, I don't hate that that Joey guy is a model character. I thought he was fine, even though I don't really like that actor in general. I like Gabriel Reno's part enough. Uh, I think it's funny enough. I don't mind as Alex Mack, but I liked her better in Alex Mack. And uh, uh, I did think that I was when that Alex Mack show on Nickelodeon was on. I had a crush on Alex Mack, so that kind of carries over a little and bit. And we're done. Okay. <laughs> I think this is the first tea time with Tyler that I theoretically succeeded at. Woo! Go Tyler! I Got did your it. tea time with Tyler. I did it. That was pretty impressive. I would like a lot about the movie. I'm not trying to um, trying to dog on it too much. I was. We did talk about this a little bit after we watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be like the modern spin? Could we do this story with uh, boys that couldn't... T- could, could we, we do we... a Taming of the Shrew? Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a play called Taming of the Shrew. Right. Well, we don't have to call it that, but though. But we could do a modern-day take on it. Can it's we do been 20 years. reverse the genders? Can we do, like, a, 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 a story about a, a gay kid? I, I, what can we... What Could it work? What would be interesting about that? Oh, yeah. There is a movie that came out earlier this year. Was it this year called, like, Love, Simon? That's actually really good. It's, like, a teen comedy that has a... like a, It's, like, a, it's, a, it's a, a gay student at the lead of it. And I, I, it's fantastic. It actually is just... It hits all those notes of like a teen comedy but it does it for for that i think it's yeah. it's really good i you should watch that um, um i have a friend at work who whose son's maybe like 10 12 and she's like trying to f- kind of to figure out if he's going to come out of the closet or not and they watch that movie he saw the movie then he mm-hmm. was like mom i really want you to watch this let's watch it together oh and then he was like i really think we should watch this with dad Oh. So, but he, like, didn't totally come out, but I think it was kind of maybe the first step of, like, let's see how my parents react to watching this movie. So she had a, a lot of really positive things to say about it. And they liked the movie. He, yeah. Oh, I love that story. I'm really glad that you shared that with me. Because, like, that's what I was really, like, when I watched it, I was like, oh, I could see this being, like, a really important movie. Yeah. That makes me feel good. Oh. So, yeah. Sensitive Tyler's tearing up a little bit. No, I'm not. Whatever. Oh, so cute. Um. So, yeah, I think we could we could do a take on this movie with maybe, you know. Some, some what? bisexual kids. Yeah, I mean, gender. Oh. Fl- it doesn't have to be a specific thing. I think the main takeaway. I mean, that, what's what's the what's the basics of the Shakespeare taming of the? Well, shrew? it's just like the one's not allowed to um, be in a relationship. I, I don't know if it's date or I can't remember that part. But there's, there's it's closer than some of the other like teen adaptations in terms of like what's the dynamic of the characters and things so like then that. like hashtag me too should we ever be tricking girls no. into dating other people no. so should the story really never be told again i know <laughs> well i mean that i mean that is the question i mean we we're, i mean it's we're not treating you're tricking <laughs> we're letting people off the hook for like kind of like tricking and misleading and should we, we should just date people we like and like you know pursue relationships respectfully <laughs> and um if someone's not interested interested in you maybe just like take a back seat i think at one point heath ledger tells joseph gordon levitt it's like hey if you if you if you like her and you want what you want then you should pursue it this is yeah. like well you what you want to say is like yeah no that's a good lesson except for like if she says no you gotta stop <laughs> it's okay to express yourself yeah 
and to share your feelings. But like, there's a, you gotta pump the brakes at some point. You know what I mean? There's you can't a, there's be a, tricking girls. You can't be tricking. You can't be like being real stalkery. You gotta just like, gotta, there's a, there's a line. There's a respect. There's a respect level. Pursue yeah. your pursue your feelings. Pursue your emotions. But like, if they're not reciprocated. It's not like, so, well, I'll convince her. Like, no, you're done. So maybe there is a movie here that's more like a hashtag me too, mm-hmm. Taming of the Shrew. Boom! There, there you go. The I like it. I think we do have to touch just real quick on um, Heath Ledger. He's so great. Um, He's so not alive right now. I know. It's just, I think anytime you watch him, in most everything, I, yes, okay, he has some movies that aren't great, but I feel like every time you see him on screen, he's good. Obviously, he... Uh, his last, you know, his big role as a Joker is iconic to us, especially as our generation who grew up with him. But um, yeah, it's um, what a loss because these could have been something. Imagine the year if we still had him making movies. We could yeah, he all wasn't even making movies for ten years. No, I mean when she had... came out with like the Patriot, which I well I mean, go back and watch it. God. But he's good in it. But I think I loved it because I was like, yeah. oh, it's Heath Ledger. And it's not good, but he's he's good in the movie. And uh, the a Knight's Tale, I think, is yeah. a totally future episode. By the way, yeah, um, totally. and um, yeah, no, he's really good. I he, Brokeback Mountain was kind of like the big shift. He was really like just showing off his a whole like, new side. I'm and, an adult. Like it was amazing, like an amazing performance. And then of course the Joker. So yeah, I just every time I see him, I see this movie or anything with him, I'm just like. God damn it. We had some good stuff there. but I have replaced him in my heart now, though. I've with, moved on. With uh, Chris Hemsworth? With uh, Thor. <laughs> with Thor. Chris yeah. Hemsworth, who also has a delightful accent. Yeah. He's a... And his, is growing as an actor. I th- I think so. He's... Uh, he's God, he's been... He's he's very good at what he does, but I think he has the potential to be even better. So. Yeah. There you go. I, I approve of that, uh, that, that current... Uh, current guy but yeah so my message to all of you out there is uh don't overdose on prescription drugs is that what happened to him yeah it's a bummer yeah man that's shitty what like, way to end the podcast way to go way bringing up yeah. heath ledger again oh, that 10 was things i hate about you 10 things i hate about you heath bringing ledger up heath dying. ledger dying <laughs> it's that one and philip seymour often for me has been the real uh, blows in the last decade of just uh well god and robin heath ledger's heath ledger's been gone for, for 10 years it's a long time it's amazing that time's gone by so fast old millennials remember movies thank it's, you so much for listening to this podcast it's back to school month i'm old millennials remember movies it's, be happy it's back to school <laughs> where we want you to not trick girls into dating you and not think about dead actors and you keep saying it. <laughs> sorry so uh thanks for listening and we will uh talk at you another movie